I'm Elena Salinas, and this is the Women in Tech Show, a show where women in tech talk about technology and career development. Today's episode is about the Grace Hopper celebration of women in computing. This is the world's largest gathering of women technologists. It is organized every year by the Anita Borg Institute, and this year there were 15,000 attendees, and 1,000 of those were men. For part one, of this show, I talked to three attendees of the Grace Hopper celebration, Sundas Khalid, Chi Yu, and John Kingsley. Sundas is a first-time attendee, Chi Yu is a returning attendee, and John is one of the male attendees. The first guest is Sundas Khalid. Sundas is passionate about the intersection of business and technology and is always looking at learning new things. Currently, she works as a data engineer at Amazon's Web Labs science team, empowering Amazon's A-B testing platform worldwide with statistical analysis that enables businesses within Amazon to understand customer behavior and make million-dollar launch decisions of critical site features at the flick of a switch. Sundas, welcome to the Women in Tech Show. It's great to be talking to you today about the Grace Hopper Conference. Thank you for having me. It's a pleasure to be here. So tell me a little bit about your background. So I am uh, currently working at Amazon. I work as a data engineer. Uh, I am in the web lab platform team, which is basically the A-B testing platform that Amazon has. Um, so I'm part of the research science team uh, where I uh, work with the research scientists and all the customers who are using A-B test platform uh, and basically power their A-B test results with stats. Uh, prior to my current team, I was in uh, traffic, uh, which is basically we were looking at how customers are coming to the site and how much revenue they're generating and how much marketing we're doing. So those traffic could be like people coming from Facebook versus Google. So I was in that team for about two years. Uh, prior to that, I was going to uh, University of Washington. Uh, I graduated in 2014. Uh, I went to business school, uh, the Foster School of Business, uh, with a concentration in information systems. So my background is a little bit more business focused, but my a lot of the technical skills that I built is I learned most of them on the job, uh, which I'm very proud of. Um, before that, before UW, um, I um, actually, I'm an immigrant to the U.S., so um, I'm actually the first female in my family to go to a four-year college or or even to like land a job in like oh, the tech wow. field itself. Nice. Um, so that's like one of the areas that I'm like really proud of. Yeah. Are you currently a software engineer or? Um, so my title is data engineer. Okay, engineering. Okay. So let's talk about the Grace Hopper Conference. In your own words, what is the Grace Hopper Conference? Um, so um, in from what I experienced, uh, this was my first Grace Hopper Conference. So what I experienced is that Grace Hopper is a place where uh, you can meet other females who are also in the same field as you. Uh, because sometimes what happens is like you are working and then you, like I was in my previous team, I was the only female. And I was like, oh, maybe it's like this everywhere. Uh, but then you go and you meet all these inspirational uh, females and then you talk to them and you realize that you're not the only one. There are like so many people there. 
So my personal goal was to like get to know uh, people outside of Amazon because I wanted to expand my network and also feel inspired and get motivated. So basically it was for me, I took it as a retreat and also uh, to make sure that I come back energized and ready to give my 100%. Yeah. And did you attend on a scholarship or did you pay from your own pocket or how does that work? Um, so I was sponsored. Um, I actually found out about Grace Hopper from one of my coworkers uh, who attended last year. And she came back and she told me about it. So I asked earlier this year, I asked my manager if uh, if he will be willing to sponsor me um, uh, financially, if Amazon will be willing to sponsor me and they, he approved it. So uh, I, my trip was paid by Amazon. Yeah. And uh, it, sometimes it's surprising to me because there are a lot of people that don't know that their company might offer this type of um, sponsorships for conferences. So, so it's important to like investigate, I think. Yes. Your, and uh, yeah. I think that's one of the pieces of networking itself. It's like if you network and if you meet other people, you get to find out more that you had no idea about. Yeah. What were some of the topics of the sessions that you attended at Grace Hopper? Um, so uh, I attended uh, my topics uh, specifically. I wanted to my one of my goal was to do uh, develop myself personally. So I wanted to attend a lot more sessions that were more self grooming, uh, so I can develop myself self as a leader. Um, so one of the uh, one of the sessions that I attended was. Uh, um, uh, it was about like uh, extroverts versus introverts. Um, I identify myself as an extrovert, but then some of the key points that were mentioned in the uh, in the session itself was like very eye opening. Uh, so uh, that was one of the sessions that I attended. And then the second one that I attended was uh, P for promotion, and uh, the theme of that topic was like um, how you have to like. You have to like put in work if you want to get promoted. Uh, it's not just doing the hard work sitting at your desk. It's like you have to do like these additional things if you want to really be uh, seen as a person who is like performing at the next level and deserve the promotion. Yeah, and this is actually some of the things I've talked about in the past where your manager needs to know what motivates you. Like if your coworker said, I want a promotion. I, I I care about the bonus. Like that person might get it versus somebody that didn't express also interest in this type of this type of things. People shouldn't be afraid to like bring it up in one on ones and things like that. It's what I found out about in the past. Right. And yeah. the session that I was attending. So one example, this. Uh, uh, so the person who was presenting, she was from eBay. And she was a senior product manager. So one example that she gave, uh, she said that uh, she was nominated for one of the awards along uh, many other people. And it was one night before and she, nobody has like uh, voted for her. So she just like realized that she has to do something about it. So what she ended up doing, so that night before the final voting was uh, collected, she actually emailed 150 people that she has like previously worked with. Uh, and she said, okay, I, I work with you. If you enjoyed my working with me or if you think I'm like a good person to work with or if you like my work, uh, can you please vote for me? I am nominated for this award. So uh, she did that. And because of doing that, not everybody nominated, but the people who did, uh, she won the award. And then she was like very open about it. She was like, I, I'm, I'm very certain that there were people who were more deserving of this award. 
uh, than me, but because I did all these steps, I was able to, uh, I won that award. And that actually, that winning that award really helped the trajectory of our career in the next mm -hmm. couple of years. What award was this uh, or at what company? Uh, Do you remember? Can you still hear me? Yeah, um, I said it okay. was at eBay. Oh, okay, I didn't hear. I thought I lost the audio. Yeah. Um, so I'm curious about the way Grace Hopper is structured. S some of the, some other conferences have this notion of tracks where you go and you choose, oh, I want to be going to the DevOps track or the performance track. Is Grace Hopper organized in this way where there's a personal development track or data science track yeah. yes so grace hopper is uh, as you said it's uh, it's organized in tracks and then it's also organized based on your experience so there's a technical track there's a self uh, improvement track and then it's like basically uh, on the website it's like very uh, the, the ui is very sophisticated where you can choose okay let's say if i have this many years of experience what are the most applicable uh, sessions that i should be attending Um, so it's, uh, they have a lot of options to choose from, uh, depending on what you are interested in. Is this like a web app or something where you input your information and they give you a, a list of recommendations or? Um, so this is after you sign up for the, register for the Grace Hopper Conference, uh, and they have finalized all the sessions that are going to happen during those three days. Uh, they will make all the sessions uh, available, the list of all the sessions and their timings and the people who are speaking available on their website. Um, and after that, there's an option, bunch of options where you can like filter and slice and dice those sessions to like cater to what exactly you are looking for. Mm, okay, I see. Yeah. So something that I found very unique is that recently there's been a push for having men attend this conference because we've started the conversation among women. We know what the issues are. We're working towards fixing them. Mm -hmm. But it, it also involves men and having them understand the differences that there can be in a work environment to make it more inclusive. And this year, from what I understand, there were 1,000 men out yeah. of 15,000 thousand attendees right yes that's correct and it's uh, funny that yeah go ahead sorry yeah and then I, i even saw the people were tweeting about it like jack dorsey was like oh i'm here at grace hopper he's the ceo of twitter and then also mike krieger co-founder of instagram yes so so what was your experience interacting so it's funny that you mentioned about like men being in the room i was actually just chatting with one of my co-workers about 15 minutes ago Uh, about like how it is important to be so men, men to be present. So one of the key theme at the Grace Hopper this year was to okay if it's only if you're in the room discussing all the issues that females face uh, in, at work, you are basically it's an echo. You're talking to other females. You're just it's an echo in the room. If you really want to solve this problem, you really want you want men to be your allies. And in order to have, in order for men to be, become your allies, you have to ma have men present in the room, and uh, th that's why there were like 1,000 men there, uh, who were just getting themselves familiar and networking and trying to listen. Um, so, so I really appreciated uh, that fact about Grace Hopper. That I, to be honest, like it is, it's very straightforward. But I had like I never thought about it. 
Um, so that's uh, also one of the key uh, key goals that I have uh, coming back from Grace Hopper. I we do have at Amazon. We have a lot of like women specific um, uh, women specific event, and I want men to be present there. Um, so I am going to like suggest a couple of proposals that we invite basically all the men from our org. Uh, of course, not everybody is going to come, but the people who are who are coming, they're basically willing to get themselves familiarized with all the issues that are there. Um, in terms of uh, meeting all these, uh, uh, so I was actually um, 15 of the lucky, one, one of the 15 lucky uh, 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 people to be selected to sit down with the executive team of Twitter, um, including... Oh, nice. Wow. I didn't know they did that. That's pretty cool. Yeah, that was, I was actually very, very surprised when they emailed me uh, about like two weeks back before the Grace Hopper saying that you were invited to have brunch with Jack Dorsey and uh, Grace Kim, she's the VP of Eng uh, User Research. Um, and uh, there was one other executive uh, there. So I got to sit down for like about two hours uh, at one of the very fancy restaurant and have a three course meal and uh, got to talk to Jack one-on-one, uh, -on -one, which was uh, one of the uh, one of the most amazing experiences that I've ever had. I was a little bit starstruck, so I had to like catch my breath after he left the table. Uh, but um, I, I, he was the one thing I learned about him is like he's very like down to earth, very calm. Um, I know there are like a lot of things going on in the media about Twitter, but just from talking to those people, like you couldn't you couldn't sense it. They were like very calm and very down to earth. That's the, that's one of the things that I loved about Twitter is like everybody, I couldn't tell like, oh, this person is a VP. They just, they just acted normal and uh, very humble. So I am really appreciative of that. What and were some of, what were some of the topics that were discussed during this dinner? Um, so I, everybody was supposed to come with their own questions if they have any specific questions. And I was uh, very straightforward saying that I don't have, uh, basically, you know more about the company if you have like any friends there or if you have people you know who work in that company. So I told them that I don't know anything about Twitter because I don't have any connection there or any network there. So I'm going to be straightforward and ask you questions to learn more about the Twitter itself. So my questions are more about like learning about the Twitter, how they work, what their vision is, what they hope to achieve out of this. Um, and they talked a lot about like Twitter being as basically they want to provide people uh, a platform so they can have a voice. And I could actually very much relate to that idea. And um, uh, those were like some of the and then there were other people at the table who came up with their own questions. So you learn from uh, uh, their answers as well. So. What, was there a conversation around the women in tech um, issue or uh, like the concern where, where they're not, the percentage of women versus men in tech is very different. Right. What, were there any topics around that or was it mostly just learning from executives, whatever you could, business strategy, tech strategy? Um, it, it was mainly around the business strategy and tech strategy. And then you can ask questions, uh, which uh, a lot of us did is like, what are you guys doing for women in tech itself? Like, what are you guys doing to develop uh, the female leaders uh, in tech? And uh, since there were like two VPs who were female already present there, that and then there was one director who was female there. So that was actually, that uh, reflected their how they're willing to promote uh, females to the executive level uh, position. So they like spoke a lot about their experience, how company really believed in them 
and willing to promote them to an executive level. And then they all so talked about like their mentorship program, uh, which are specifically catered to females. Um, so those were like some of the areas they talked about. What would you like to see improve in the Grace Hopper Conference? Um, so uh, this was my first uh, Grace Hopper Conference. So I wasn't very aware of how this whole thing works. Uh, so I, but I realized that in order to attend a session, if you're really, really interested and uh, the session tend to fill up very, very fast. So if you really want to attend a session, you have to go and wait uh, outside the door at least 30 to 45 minutes beforehand. Uh, there were many times when I got to the sessions 10 minutes before uh, and the session was full. So they would close the room and then there will be a li line outside uh, doing a, waiting for people to leave. Uh, if somebody doesn't like the session and they want to leave, then they will send one person from the wait list inside. So that was a little bit disappointing. Uh, I wish that like, they had bigger rooms. Um, uh, but I think that's the one of the reasons they're going to Orlando next year. Um, so they can support the bigger audience. And the issue with that is also that there's not necessarily a break before the session you want to attend. So you would have to miss a session to yeah. be in line for a session. Yeah. So my goal next year is like only attend three sessions in a day and like pick those three sessions beforehand that you are super interested in and then basically coordinate your time between those sessions. Um, uh, so you can attend uh, so you can attend all those three sessions and you don't miss on anything. I tried to attend too many and I was not successful in getting uh, in a lot of them. Uh, that was a mistake on my part, but I think uh, next year I will do better. And also I uh, was meeting with a lot of um, uh, a lot of people one-on-one. Uh, -on -one. Um, so that would also take me out of my day and I would have to go to this restaurant or like uh, this meeting place where I have to meet this person. So um, for the for anybody going next year, like for me, networking was important. So I wanted to have that one-on-one -on -one time. Um, so that's why I uh, weighed a little bit networking more, more than the sessions uh, at times. Um, but if somebody who is going for sessions, uh, I think if they would like plan out their day really well, uh, they should be able to get at, into those sessions most of the time. If they get Did there you plan? Yeah. Did you know a few days before the conferences that you did you have a list of the, the sessions that you wanted to attend to? Uh, yes, I had a big list of sessions that I wanted to attend to. Uh, but I think I only got into um, so Thursday. I was actually Thursday. I was the day when I was meeting with the uh, Jack Dorsey. So I knew that my whole uh, morning to afternoon is gone. So I cannot do anything. So Thursday, I couldn't attend much uh, sessions. And uh, Wednesday and Friday, I think I attended two sessions each day. Um, um, and uh, Friday morning, I also got to meet with um, I also had another one-on-one. -on -one. Uh, uh, I got to meet, uh, I, I was, uh, I got to one session um, 10 minutes early. Uh, I really wanted to attend that, but the class was full. So my ba backup session was to, okay, I will just go to this breakfast with Instagram, which I found out through the career expo at the Facebook booth. Um, they didn't publish it anywhere. So you, the only way you find out about this is if you go to the Facebook booth and ask them if they're doing any Facebook-specific events. So my backup was uh, going to the breakfast with Instagram. So I went there, and uh, they were serving breakfast, and I got there early, and I was sitting in the first row. And turns out, like, uh, who's speaking? It's Mike Krieger, the CTO of uh, and co-founder of Instagram. So he was... Uh, 
sitting there uh, doing a panel and I got to ask him like uh, we had a Q&A session so I got to ask him uh, uh, some questions and then he talked a lot about I am from the data science uh, background so he talked a lot about data science um, which I was like really appreciative of and uh, after the uh, event, I actually went up to him and introduced myself. And I told him, like, I am from the data science background, and I really appreciate that you talking about this. One of the things that he said is, like, I wish I had hired a data science person earlier uh, because there's so much data getting uploaded. There's so many photos getting uploaded. One of the biggest struggle for Instagram is to, like, make something out of that data that is already there. Um, and that's where he needed that data science person to make inference. So um, I got to make a boomerang on the fun side. I got to make a boomerang with him, but also like asking these like good questions and like learn more, more about the data science field of Instagram itself. Yeah, that's pretty cool. And a uh, big takeaway is to talk to people in the, it, it was at the career fair, right? They have a career fair. That's yeah, where you so found out about this unpublished talk. Yes, exactly. That, yeah, that's pretty cool. And last question, what was your networking strategy did you look up people that you knew were going and you wanted to talk to them or was it mostly just to anyone uh in terms of sessions the networking that you said you wanted to talk to people a lot and you know yes. grow your network did you have a particular strategy for that um not really, but um, what happened is I am, so uh, there is a resume database. So if you're attending GHC, there is a resume database uh, that GHC asks you to submit your resume. So I am not actively looking for a job, but I just for the fun of it, I submitted my resume. And what happens is after the, the, all those uh, recruiters or the companies look at your resume and if they find you, find it interesting, they will like set up some time for you to like just get to know the company better. Um, and a lot of my sessions, like a lot of my one-on-ones, I was able to get through that. Like I was able to meet people from uh, one of the VP of engineering, which happens to be a female also. She, uh, I got to meet him one-on-one, learn more about her experience, uh, learn more about Starbucks. Uh, I got to meet people from Microsoft, uh, got to meet people from Twitter. Um, so a lot of, uh, um, a, a lot of it, I did not like intentionally plan out, but it just like, I happen to ha have invitations from those people and then uh facebook i was like specifically interested in so i just went to their booths and like asked a lot of questions and then i asked them to introduce me somebody from the data science background and that's the one good thing about uh, those career expos like if you want to learn something about about a specific field uh, in that company you can just uh, go and ask them okay do you have any person who specializes in that area i just have a couple of questions um, so that's how I got to meet the data scientists who work at Facebook. So um, I just wanted to make sure because sometimes there are discrepancies where Amazon is defining one role differently, Facebook is defining another role differently. Um, so I just wanted to learn what they are doing, uh, uh, what kind of data they are looking at, what, what kind of methodologies they use. So uh, those were like some of my uh, key areas where I wanted to get more information about and I got to do that through the Career Expo. That's actually a good idea that even though you're not actively looking for a job, you submitted your resume and then they map you with people that ha share the same interests. Like even if they're from a different company, you, you can talk about issues like promotion or like you're a VP in data science, like what was your career path like, regardless of the company. So I think that's pretty cool. And 
I don't know if they have a system for that at Grace Hopper, but that would be a cool thing, like, to just... Uh, I know there was, like, a bunch of mentoring sessions where you just go and there's a speed mentoring session where you, like, switch off every 15 minutes, so switch off a person, and then you exchange your uh, name, then your email, then your contact info. And then if you find that person interesting, you can, like, set up a one-on-one with them afterwards to, like, get more career uh, information. And then they but also they, had like, sorry, go ahead. Yeah, no, go ahead. And they also had like specific, a lot of these lunches, uh, lunch times and dinner time are also like coordinated. Uh, okay, this is Asians who, Asian women, this is Arab women. Uh, this is just like a normal lunch or normal dinner. If you just don't care about the race, just come to this. Um, so there are like a lot of these things where you can like go and talk to people and like find people who are willing to invest in your future and willing to give you advice. Yeah, that that's pretty cool. Well, Sundas, thank you so much for taking your time and coming on the show. Oh, thank you so much for having me. It was a pleasure talking to you. The next guest is Chi Yu. Chi Yu is a returning attendee at the Grace Hopper celebration. She received two master's degrees from Carnegie Mellon and a PhD in computer science at MIT. While attending Carnegie Mellon University and MIT, she explored her career in the fields, including research, nonprofit, management consulting, and patent law, while helping a startup that was then acquired by IBM. She joined Microsoft as a program manager in 2011 and used to work for Bing Ads and Cortana International. Currently, she's working on learning experiences which provides free online education on Microsoft's technologies to empower learners all over the world. Chiyu, welcome to the Women in Tech Show. I'm glad you were able to come today to talk about your experience at the Grace Hopper Conference. Thank you for having me. So tell me a little bit about your background. Okay, so my background, I was born and raised in Taiwan and I finished college in Taiwan as well. I was a mechanical engineering major, but um, while I was in college, I was very interested in coding and I find debugging uh, very joyful. So I decided that, well, if someday I, I could study abroad, I'm gonna switch majors to computer science. So by the time I graduated, um, I got accepted to Carnegie Mellon University for a master's program. Um, is a professional master's program that created language learning software for adults learning foreign languages. So that program combined my interest in learning foreign languages and building stuff with code. So I, 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 I went to CMU for my master and I was also involved in another, in another master's program later on, which is about language technologies. So starting all the way from speech recognition to natural language processing to speech synthesis, anything that relates to the human languages um, in the program, we, we, we did extensive um, studies and work on projects for that. So. After that, because some of my friends who were already in the PhD program at the time, they encouraged me to apply. I didn't really know what I wanted, and I thought, well, if, 
if I could get in, then then I'll I'll check it out what it's like. So I prepared a couple of packages and I sent it to a couple of schools, including to MIT. I thought I probably would not get in because MIT is so competitive and, and so many people wanted to get in, but I fortunately got the acceptance letter. By then, I still didn't realize whether I wanted to um, have a career in academia, but I thought, well, if they want me, I'll go and see <laughs> what's what's out there in the store. So yeah, I spent the next five years and a half at MIT, finishing up my PhD in computer science. So um, originally, I was working on uh, a language learning intelligent tutoring system, which was very similar to uh, my master's work. But later, I decided to switch to a different advisor because my interest was more on the human-computer interaction side. So my dissertation was um, to make smartphones behave politely so that it knows whether or not to interrupt you at any given moment. So we looked into the human definition of politeness, and it turns out that for us humans, if we are just by ourselves, usually we don't really care if the phone rings or not. But if there are others around us, then we care a lot more because we don't want other people's attention to be interrupted by the rings from our phone. So that was a fascinating um, observation. You have a very interesting background. I'm actually thinking of maybe doing a full show on on your research and the work you did. Uh, sure, that that that'll be fun too. So I, I think you know for the PhD program, it was more like a soul searching process for me. So over the years, I've done internships at. Um, one Laptop Per Child, which is the nonprofit organization that would send $100 laptops to third world countries. And I've explored um, like management consulting. I joined the Boston Consulting Group, um, the Bridge to BCG program. And I, I also tried to interview for a patent law um, position right before I graduated. But then they told me, oh, you still have to um, go to law school once you're hired. I'm like, okay, that's another three years of staying in school. Probably not for me. Yeah. So, you know, at the end of this soul searching process, I realized that I was more interested in the human human interaction. I really enjoyed the communication and understanding people from d different backgrounds and different disciplines. So I realized that a PM might be the best um, career path for me. So yeah, I interviewed with a couple of companies and Microsoft was one of them and they hired me. So that's why I'm here today as a PM who has a PhD. <laughs> and how did you hear about the Grace Hopper Conference? So when I was still in grad school, I attended um, a very similar but smaller scale conference called the CRAW cohort workshop. So that workshop was specifically for um, junior graduate students, either in the, P, uh, in the master's program or in the earlier year of the PhD program, they would tell you, you know, what are the career options ahead of you? How can you be better prepared for those options? So through those uh, cohort workshops, I heard about Grace Hopper Conference, but at the time, I either wasn't able to afford to attend or didn't have time. So I waited until you know I joined Microsoft and I learned that, oh, we are actually the diamond sponsored 
almost for every year. So I checked with my manager at the time, and and I was told that yes, you could you could go. So、mm-hmm. last year was my first time attending Grace Hopper. And because last time, last year I had a wonderful experience. This time, I just sit in front of my computer at eight fifty nine a.m. trying to refresh my browser every few seconds, and you know I was lucky enough to to get a ticket this time as well. Yeah, in your own words, what is the Grace Hopper Conference? Wow! Like, what are some words that come to mind when you hear about this event? So Grace Hopper, I think it's a.、Uh, It's definitely a very diverse and inclusive group. Most of the attendees are women, but you see different、um, gender minorities and and different、uh, folks from, of different race and ethnic backgrounds. People from you know standard four year college or people who self taught and and ended up in a, in a lead position you know as an engineer. So you get to meet people who. Might look like you, but they're all of them are so unique. So it's a it's a it's indeed a celebration of diversity and inclusion. Because in the conference, we learn from the different、um, talks and、um, discussions on how to make our workplace or how to make the the tech field more inclusive. How do we recruit and retain more diverse talent? Because we know that having that by diversity. Will help us in terms of our productivity and creativity. So we we know that, and how can we actually execute that? So yeah, I really enjoy the conference because it, it it makes me feel like, first of all, it's a safe environment, and second, we're encouraging all the attendees to bring this safe environment back to either their schools or their workplace.、Mm-hmm. And you mentioned you've attended twice, so I'm curious how have you been attending? As a volunteer, speaker, or just attending. So the first time I was just an attendee.、Um, second time this year, I did submit submit a speaker proposal, but it was not accepted. And it, the funny thing is that I got the feedback from three reviewers. Two of them actually liked it, like my proposal a lot. So I guess it's it's a matter of you know competition, and also I heard that this year the acceptance rate was. Lower than twenty percent, so yeah, for the fellow、um, attendees who submitted but didn't get accepted, you know, it's it's not you. I think it's just in general we have a lot of competition, and and they could only pick so many. Are there particular requirements for a submission that you have to graduate from computer science or something, or is it fully open? It's fully open. So. I think in a couple of months they will open up the、um, call for submission webpage. On that page, they will list out all the different tracks that they're planning to have for the next Grace Hopper. And、um, you know, whatever topic that you want to talk about, make sure that it adheres to one of the tracks. And I think for this year, if you are to submit a panel discussion. Then you have to you have to have a very diverse panel in your group. You can't have you know someone from the same company or from the same school. You have to have、um, very diverse speakers in order to have a, a good enough panel to be selected. And then you need to submit. A, I wouldn't call it an abstract because it's longer than an abstract. It's probably like a two-page short. Paper about、um, your topic, 
And if you have written any academic conference paper, it's basically the same format. They will give you the template, and you just need to fill that template out. And then on the submission website, they will ask you a lot of your own personal information, like you know, talk about your your background, and if you have um, social networking pages, and put the URLs there. Also, they will ask you to submit a video of yourself talking, which I did not do. And I know some of the speakers also didn't do because、um, we didn't know that until we are ready to submit the the word document, and then we saw that we're like,、um, maybe we don't have time. Yeah. So just for future aspiring speakers, if you're interested, then maybe have these ready ahead of time so that you you have enough time to actually submit your proposal.、Mm -hmm. Were you submitting for a talk or for a panel? I was submitting for a talk. So last year when I attended, I encountered quite a few students who weren't sure what 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 can they do after they graduate. So I unofficially mentored a couple of them because I I have this quite unique、um, academic slash industry background. So I know what are the possibilities and how they can prepare themselves better if, if they choose to pursue any. So I I talked to them several times and I find myself repeating. The same stories again and again. So I thought, well, why don't I just submit a a talk, so I can I can share this information with a wider set of audience. So that was、uh, my submission was about. It's on the the career options for students. What what is possible when you graduate? We should do a an episode about this. I'm actually sure, quite interested in in exploring that topic.、Mm -hmm. So. Once you attended and you saw their talks, was there something in particular that you noticed? Maybe why your submission wasn't accepted, or do you think it was because of the video, or what? What do you think was missing? So, just like most of the popular academic conferences, you know, you can have very good submissions and. The reviewer just didn't pay enough attention to you, or it's just that you know they only have th these many slots open for the talks. They can only pick so many. So, yeah, for my fellow speakers, don't be frustrated if yours don't get accepted. So, like you mentioned, Grace Hopper is not just about obtaining something out of it. People also attend to give, and like you, you engaged in conversations with people. You are networking. What was Your take as an attendee. How did you plan out how you wanted to network, or what was、how、it mostly? How I wanted to network. So, so there are a couple of aspects. So, you know, as a Microsoft employee, we have the internal Microsoft employee event at、uh, the evening prior to the conference. So I attended that one, and this year because I have attended before. I volunteered as a GHC Maven, which means that you know,、uh, first-time attendees can can just come talk to me and ask me questions, and I can I can answer whatever questions they have based on my prior experience. So I did that, and I I just you know move around different tables and meeting coworkers that I've never met at the company. So that that was a lot of fun. And during the conference, my focus this year was to attend as many talks as possible because personally, I am very interested in how we can recruit and retain talents once we have filled the pipeline. 
So most of my time was spent on attending talks, and during you know lunch or dinner time, I would、um, reach out to students and just see if they have any questions that I can answer and I can help them better prepare for themselves for for their future steps. And the Uh, interesting thing is that prior to the conference, I actually talked to a couple friends of mine who are either、um, professors in universities or managers in in the industry. I asked them if you have interns, if you have students who are coming to Grace Hopper this year, let me know. I would love to talk to them. So I I ended up talking to some of the the students through this kind of ad- advanced networking.、Mm-hmm. And what was your highlight of the conference? Wow, this is a hard question because there are a lot of different highlights. I would I would highly recommend that everyone watch the、um, keynote addresses both from Wednesday and from Friday. So yeah, I think every year Grace Hopper Conference had amazing keynote speakers, and each one of them brought up a slightly different angle of of. Um, how women play a role in computer science, and how do we properly acknowledge their contribution and record their contribution and encourage the "quote unquote" next generation that you know these are the role models and and this this is what you can achieve. So yeah, I highly recommend watching the the keynotes. Are the keynotes available for everyone? Yes. So if you go to the、um, Grace Hopper Conference website,、um, there is actually a, a link. So I can I can also send this to you separately, and maybe you can share that on your blog. Yeah, I'll include it also in the show、mm-hmm. notes. Yeah. Because some, the reason I ask is because some conferences do provide videos、right. of the keynotes, but it's if you were a Gold pass to the conference. Oh, okay. Yeah,、That's、I think for Grace Hopper is 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 available to the general public. Yeah, but they only have videos for the keynote, not for、um, panel discussions or talks, right? What is something that you would like to see improve in the Grace Hopper Conference or or in the technology field as a whole?、Uh, well, in general, I think for for the conference itself,、um, every every year the the number of Attendees grows exponentially. I would say, so yeah. How how to properly handle the the registration system and and make sure that you know you're not in favor of who have like fast internet connection and and are awake at at the right time zone. I think that's one one area that I would like to see improvement and also the conference app. Last year we thought it was mediocre, and this year it was. It seems that it was made in a rush. So there are some very fundamental security issues where you are not allowed to change your password once you log in, and、um, some of the information was not up to date. And for some mobile users, the app would just keep crashing, so it's not usable. And you know, as as a Microsoft employee, I, I really think that we can we can take this over because we have so many amazing developers in the company. I'm pretty sure we can design a a proper app with enough testing ahead of time and 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 ship it. Yeah, so that that's my personal <laughs> two cents about what can be improved. Or it would also be good if 
there was a hackathon or something from the Anita Borg Institute or, yeah, or a partnership nice. with Women Who Code. Because right. I've, I've seen hackathons and things like that. And this would be like the best idea, I think, yeah. like the, for the conference itself. Mm-hmm. That would be a lot of fun, too. I bet yeah. you'll, you'll, you'll see. I bet you'll see a lot of creative solutions and and designs for for the app. Yes. Yeah. Well, to you, thank you so much for coming on the show and sharing your experience. I look forward to speaking with you again. Yeah, definitely. The next guest is John Kingsley. John is a program manager at Microsoft, building capacity planning systems that power Microsoft's cloud services. Having worked in consulting services and most recently in engineering roles, understanding the lack of diversity needs an eye-opening moment, lest an assumption be made it is normal. John mentioned that seeing leaders who walk the talk in diversity and the effectiveness of their teams at work influenced him to be committed to supporting the cause of women in tech. As a father of two girls who want to be in tech, he was thankful for the invitation by his mentor to be a part of the Microsoft team at Grace Hopper Conference 2016. He believes that there should be more women in technology as technology shapes the future of humanity. John Kingsley, welcome to the Women in Tech Show. Today we're gonna talk about your experience at the Grace Hopper Conference, which you attended this, this past month. But first, tell me a little bit about your background. Sure. Edena, thank you for having me on the show. This is great. Um, I have been a software engineer for the past um, 13 to 14 years at this point, and I started off as a developer, went on to become a PM, and throughout the time I've seen um, a lot of role models, if you will, I've seen um, with the women that I've worked with, and uh, some of them have been very influential in in, in my in my career, and so I, I thought it would be great to attend um, the Grace Hopper. And one one of the uh, one of my colleagues who, whom I've been working with at Microsoft for the past uh, eight years is Anne, and Anne has been very instrumental in giving me constant encouragement, providing right directions at Microsoft. She's just left Microsoft, but so she suggested you know I should go to this Grace Hopper conference just see the um, energy and uh, uh, see how I can play a role um, in, in this women in tech uh, headline. Yeah. And I, I think th- that was key for me uh, to make this trip to Grace Hopper. And uh, I think I enjoyed it. It was great. How do you describe the Grace Hopper conference based on your experience? Um, it's absolutely fantastic. Um, very great for um, all the women in tech. Uh, I have never seen anything like it. That was my first um, point of note. I, I talked to uh, Telly Whitney, um, one of the founders of Grace Hopper, and I told her, I've never seen anything like this um, in anywhere. Um, and, and so th- this is unique. It is The Grace Hopper Conference is so unique that it is a great platform for women to know what is happening in the tech world, understand the challenges that we face, embrace the opportunities that are there ahead, and uh, come up with a great action plan to um, embrace 
diversity and the role of women in technology. I, I've never seen anything like Grace Hopper's. One of the things that was also unique for this year was that there were around 15,000 attendees. And out of those 15,000 attendees, 1,000 were men. Right. So including you, you yeah. were one of those 1,000 yeah. men. Yeah. So why do you think it helps, you know, so that men also attend this conference? In what ways do you benefit from this and do you feel that you can contribute or how has this helped you? Yeah, uh, in many ways. Um, for me as a man attending this, n number one, I never felt out of place. It, th th that was good. And number two, it helps you to understand the challenges. M maybe we overlook these challenges as men and we probably take many things for granted. But going to something like Grace Hopper's actually tells us that uh, this is this is something that we need to invest in. Um, there needs to be an effort. Um, and I think that was key for me. Um, like, uh, for example, we had this person from Intel. I think her name is Aisha. And she was sharing how Intel has this goal to include women and embrace diversity across all levels. But it's always been a goal on paper. And now they're serious about implementing it and now they understand the challenges as long as they never thought about it there were no challenges because there was no effort to actually do it and i think as men it is very important to understand from the other side be very supportive and understand the context because the more the diversity the better the ideas the better the ideas the better the outcome and better ways of taking care of the customer which means we have better service we have better product so uh, that according to me uh, is a key takeaway uh, for me as a man attending that conference and uh, um, ensuring that I don't just overlook some of the things that uh, we tend to overlook. Mm -hmm. Was this the first time you were involved in an event of this nature? Because there are also groups like women in tech groups and they usually also invite men and they come as friends of women in tech. Right. Yeah, this was the first time that I've been to anything like this, uh, and as I said, you know, uh, Anne has been very influential um, for me in my uh, career, and in the recent years, um, she she's been sharing about a lot of stuff that goes on uh, where we work. But this was the first time um, I had seen anything of this scale. What were some of the topics or the sessions that you decided to attend? Yeah. Uh, the first day was very key for me. Uh, apart from the keynote, anything that had to do on the first day, I knew that would be the time that we would have those key speakers who would come for uh, the first day giving um, the sessions. So I ensured that I went to uh, a session. I don't remember the title, but it talked about introvert versus extrovert and how um, we can embrace and ensure that people of different uh, t types can actually work together. Uh, so that was one. The second one that I made sure that I attended was uh, the leadership index versus a change index. How can the company where I work get to the leadership index? What are the traits of a, a leadership index company as far as diversity and uh, embracing the role of women in technology goes? So. Um, these were the two key sessions that I attended. Then there were other sessions that um, we could ma either make it in part or full, like you know, negotiation skills. And um, and one thing I found was 
there was a lot of crowd for all of these sessions and mostly the probably the non-technical ones and uh, yeah. It, it's just a platform that Grace Hopper has for people to choose from. So for me, it was more about uh, the purpose for which I was going to the conference, which was to um, understand in depth about um, uh, the the role of women in tech and how that can be supported. So. Mm-hmm. so sometimes I attended a Grace Hopper in 2012, and sometimes in some other talks or panels, women share their experiences in the in the workplace. Some of them might not be that good. It might be something, like you said, men take for granted. Was there anything, did you hear something like this that you were surprised or you hadn't thought about before? Um, Not many surprises, I should say, but um, very action-filled insights is probably what I would put it as. Like, like for example, um, and it's, it's a cliche if I say that, it is tough for a woman to balance work and life, especially when you have kids and, you know, move on. And there was this uh, person in the panel discussion where she said uh, how she handles it. It it is a problem that we know. It is a problem that women all around the world know, that men all around the world know, that when you have kids, you, you have to operate in a different way. So she was sharing from her experience how she handled it, how she could draw some rigid boundaries of, around her so quote unquote kid time right so uh, and th- that i think was actually very good to hear um th- the other things that came around was um mostly about um being either you know overlooked for promotion asking for promotion and w- which we've heard in many forums uh, or you know read in the news um but again, it was a question of how does this panel talk about people to actually look beyond that and uh, come up with a construct to n- not worry, but actually overcome it. So I think that that was actually uh, the great thing uh, that I took away. And in fact, I also had an opportunity to meet one of my colleagues uh, over the course of three days. And um, you know, when she had a question about how does uh, how does she think that she will have to look at the professional life when she starts a family uh, again i don't have any proven method so i just recited everything that i had heard on the first day about how you can be rigid about certain things and how that will help without eating into um the you know the, the career balance and in, in another offer of encouragement that i also gave to that colleague was i said it's no different for me either as a man um i got to be there for my kids um and uh, I have to have those rigid boundaries as well. So, uh, like just now, you were picking up your kid. Yeah. Yeah. So that's late for this meeting. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> yeah. No, that's fine. But this is one of the things that I see changing. And also, Sheryl Sandberg wrote about it in her book, Leaning, that we're starting to see a shift where it's no longer just, oh, how do women balance work with kids? Now we're seeing more men being involved with with the kids and I see people in my team and uh, other teams that I work with, you know, that take time to pick up kids and to take the kids to a field trip and things like that. So, so it's one of And that is very good, right? I mean, uh, there's no other way to actually balance this out and it has to be a total partnership. And uh, um, I, I just like to see that change uh, happening. So last question, is there anything that you would like to see improve 
from the Grace Hopper conference or any feedback? Um, Grace Hopper, as I said, there, there was so much of energies, so many options for the kids and the students who come there to get a job or people want to you know, shift uh, to another company. It's, it, it's great. All, all that stuff is great. I think the only challenge that I had uh, was probably the placement of the sessions and the crowding crowding of the sessions, if you will. Um, um, if, it, uh, if they were to look at what sessions would be in demand and ensure that there is enough seating, there is enough um, uh, room, right? And the logistics around that, that would have been great. Now, they are shifting to Orlando for next year. I don't know how things will be in Orlando. Um, but there were some great sessions that I personally felt bad that I missed out. Uh, Latanya's, uh Sweeney, who was one of the keynote speakers, she was in a panel discussion. And I was impressed by her, wanted to hear her, but the doors were closed. Um, so I, I think some sort of a balance there about um, forcing predicting that, popular, yeah, yeah. yeah. predicting okay. demand and managing logistics for that. That would have been awesome. Yeah, sounds good. I've uh, that's part of the feedback that I've been getting also from the other guests. So, okay. well, thank you, John, for taking time and coming on the show and talking about your experience. Well, it's my pleasure. Thanks, uh, thanks to you, Irena, for having me. Thank you. Thank you.